Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. to be back home. Amen. Turn with me to Acts chapter 20. And I'm going to, we are receiving our offering now. Amen. Now, Acts 20 and verse. I'm going to give you some master keys. Paul's keys to prosperity. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. Paul's master keys to prosperity. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. All right? Then, verse 33. First key to prosperity is I have coveted no man's silver or gold, or apparel. Amen. Coveting people's gold, or silver, or apparel, looking longingly at what belongs to others, often with a tinge of jealousy and envy. Are you with me? Is a master key to um, Poverty. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. How many want to be poor? No one is lifting his hands. Okay. Now, why, why is it that coveting someone's gold or silver can affect you Financially, how, how can desiring someone else's gold and silver uh, affect you financially? All right? And that's what I want to explain to you today. Amen. 
Now, th- this is like the first message. It's, it's, it's as good as the second one. So, um, listen very carefully. Amen. It may be more important for you to listen carefully to this particular message. Amen. How can coveting somebody's gold and silver affect your finances or affect your life? And Paul said, I have coveted no man's silver, gold, or apparel or anything I have not desired. The reason is that when you have in you streams of power that work in you, all right, other than clear logic and reason, and clear reason according to the word of God, what happens is that it affects your right thinking and it affects your decisions. It affects your reasoning. Alright? And you are not able to reason properly when you have in yourself other streams that are working. What I mean by streams are any of those invisible things, which are also actually ways by which you even know that God created us. Because even if you can say that you can create a human being, can you create envy? Do you see? Can you create love? Can you create hatred? Can you create peace? Is there a factory to create Excitement. There's nowhere you create these things. So these invisible streams that are in human beings make things not to go as expected. You get what I'm saying? So that is why you are told do not take decisions when you are sad. Do not take decisions when you are in a bad mood. Do not take decisions when you are emotionally disturbed. You are likely to take a wrong decision because the emotions will switch you completely off correct reasoning and simple thinking that should have gone in the right way for your life. Are you with me? And all through life, you see, when those streams are working, you see that things should go a certain way, but they don't go that way because something else is present and something else is working. Like if you take like a nation like Ghana or a nation like Nigeria or a nation like England or America, any nation, if you go to America, everything should be perfect because they have so much money and so many bombs, so many planes, so many bullets, it should be, there shouldn't be anything like poverty in America. But in America, there is huge swaths and areas of poverty and difficulty. And many people are murderous and wicked 
and struggling. That, it doesn't make sense. What I'm trying to say is that things will not make sense when there is something else working in the background. So Paul is saying that, look, that stream of converting people's silver and gold, it wasn't in me. So and it, it has its significance because if a pastor is converting people's silver and gold, you pastor differently. You pastor completely differently. It's like we who are preaching. We will follow our invitations to places where there's money, silver, and gold. You know, those where we are invited. And there they would maybe give us money and so on. So we would go to such places. So whereas maybe one place has never had a pastor visiting. And one place has 100 pastors visiting. You get what I'm trying to say? Yes. Like they say, 90 something percent of all preachers are in America, which is 5% of the world. You get what I'm saying? So, Paul said, I have coveted no man's silver. That means that I'm free from uh, those things. All right? So, please take note of that. And uh, if you look at John chapter 19, it may sound complex to you, but the world is complex. So, it was the 14, verse 14. It was the preparation of the Passover about the sixth hour. And he said unto the Jews, that's Pilate, behold your king. That's your king, Jesus. And what did they say? But they cried out, away with him. Okay. Away with him. Crucify him. Again, you see, thinking is not working. How many will agree that the mind is not working well? And they're about to say one of the most astounding statements to come from, fall from the lips of a Jew in this state, in this verse. He said, away with him, crucify him. And Pilate said, shall I crucify your king? All right. Now, this, the next statement is a shock. They said, the chief priests, the chief priests, they said, we have no king but Caesar. The only king we have. The, the king that we like, that we want. His name is Caesar. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm saying. Madness is working, you get it. These are Jews who hate these Romans and who hate the people who are present. Yet what they are saying today is that there is no other person we know. We're telling Pilate, the person we know as our king, the Caesar, he's our king. What, 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 what are you talking about, this, this guy? You must be joking. And there you see a departure from sense, a departure from logic, a departure from the correctness, a departure from prosperity, a departure from whatever. Just because of your hatred. That's what I'm saying that when you are dealing with somebody, check your heart and see. What, am, what streams are working in, in me? Is there some hatred in me? Is there some bitterness working in me? Is there some envy working in me? Is there some love working in me? What else is there that is clouding my clear judgment? 
And that's why Paul said, I, I, I want you to know that my judgment is clear. I don't like anybody's money and I don't like anybody's gold and I don't need anybody's silver. I don't like it. And that's how I've lived with you. I don't, I don't, I don't do anything to get things from you. I'm clear of that. So it has enabled him to live properly and to do what is right. You see, we have to check the things that are working in us. Because sometimes you say, I'm coming to check. But the reason we're coming to check is because of a girl. So maybe there's some last working in you. You get what I'm saying? Or even when you say you love a girl. And why do you love her? You love her because she has a British passport and you want to marry her and go to England. What I'm saying is, is that it's the passport you love, isn't it? I'm saying that a right thinking, all the things that should go this way, they don't go. Haven't you noticed in life? Like, why should Ghana be poor? Huh? The sea out there, full of fish. Full. Full of oil. Full of oil. Ghana is covered with oil. I mean the oil that you have in Saudi Arabia. Ghana is covered from the south all the way. Tamale has oil. Buipe has oil. Different parts of the country, they're all covered with oil. Ghana is covered with gold. The Ghanaian say that we are doing now is after Ashanti Goldfield have cleared as much as possible for the last 70 years. And still, Ghana is covered. You know, Ghana was called Gold Coast next was called Ivory Coast, and then the top was called the Slave Coast. I mean, everyone was known for what he brings. And Ghana really is the Gold Coast. We are the rich country. You would have thought that it would translate to whatever. You know, I just came from uh, Burugu and all those places. I tell you, <laughs> I mean, from Chiripone, where we started, we are driving on red sand. Some of the some of the parts, oh, in the Gold Coast, some of the parts, some of the parts, you 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 would have thought that they would have been tarred by now. Red sand. I mean. You wonder how the car can even be normal because of the red dust that enters different parts. But you see, things don't go as you would think they will go. And that's what I'm saying. Your life will not go the way it should logically go when the main thing that is working in you, either hatred, envy, anger, lust, bitterness, any of those things, it's very scary if it's in you. Because your, your mind doesn't go, you don't think clearly. You don't decide clearly. Nothing about you is clear. And it doesn't go where you would have expected your life to go. I mean, think about it. So, that's your, your case. No, no, our king eh? is Caesar. Caesar is the one we like. We need Caesar. We want Caesar. Caesar is our main man. Caesar is the one we will choose. When we are choosing, we will choose Caesar. We prefer Caesar. We want Caesar. We like Caesar. Why do you say these things? Because of your hatred for Jesus. 
And, and envy, the Bible says. Because he's a pastor who a lot of people are coming to and people are listening to him. They are not listening to the Pharisees. They see the Pharisees as dead, dead pastors whose messages are not, no more alive. That was for envy. Jesus was crucified. Beautiful. So I'm just trying to explain to you that you will you'll be surprised. Look at that verse. Yes, for envy. He knew that the chief priest had delivered him for envy, which is envy is a feeling of resentment towards someone because of his advancement and his improvement or his progress in this world. So make sure that in your life eh, you take away don't let any of these streams but um, they are working in you anyway. Mm, They are working in you anyway. And that's why somebody said I always try to have a pure heart. Which streams are working in you? Yeah, that you would have thought that Things should have worked out well. Look at some of the nice couples sitting by each other sometimes, sometimes not. You would have thought that there would be peace, love, joy, enjoyment of each other's whatever. Based on the pictures we are seeing. Based on the photographs they take. Smiling, very nice. But no, no, no. What you think logically that it should be, it's not like that. Because other things are working. That's why Paul said, I have coveted no man's silver. I, I don't, look at me, I say, I don't need, I don't like anybody's silver. These people said, we have no other king. Caesar is our main man. Caesar is our main man. And Derek Prince says that they were given Caesars for 2,000 years to rule over them. Because they chose it. And they have had Caesars, including Adolf Hitler, who ruled over them for years. So check yourself. If I'm standing here with, as a pastor and my desire is your silver and your gold, it would lead to my poverty. I'm telling you. And my decision to be in the first love church, do you see, with children, is a decision that is obviously devoid of a desire for uh, your silver and gold. But the silver and gold holders are not in the, in the children. But they will be, you see. Then later on when you come and they are, and it seems that there's whatever, then you may be now saying that, oh, we know him, it's just because of money. So watch out, okay? And you see, you see sometimes, you see some people that you've known, they, their whole life doesn't even seem to make sense anymore. It's because of such streams. Hatred, envy, wickedness, rage, anger. That's why depression, that's why I said don't take decisions when you are down or when you are Deeply in the mood because I, I read once they said that only 10% of your brain is working. Yeah. Can you imagine taking a, a, already when 100% is working, doesn't, it, uh, you don't get a, a, a lot of high marks. Then how much more when you have reduced your brain to only 10% and you are taking a decision with 10%. When you use 100%, you go 42%. Well, that, that's serious. <laughs> So 
So that's the first key to prosperity. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Even companies that don't have a covetousness, you see, they, they are the ones that rather make money. When you are too conscious of the money, before you realize the money is not coming. Now, point number two. I told you this uh, message may be more important than the other one. You, you yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that are with me. The second is working with your hands. Working with what? Your hands. Working with your hands. You know? Um, and that means without delegating it to somebody. You see, our church is a youth group. But I myself am the leader of the youth group. I've not delegated the youth to somebody. My church is a prayer group. That's why the floor prayer I lead floor prayer meeting myself. And our church is an evangelistic um, organization. That's why I lead the evangelism myself. I don't delegate it to evangelistic people. Many things when you don't do it yourself and you don't work with your own hands, you can never really do well. You see, pastors, you send the person out on a mission, he's watching movies. And you've asked the choristers to go for outreach. And you are not there to, to do the outreach with the choristers. So the point that I'm making is that working with your own hands you never find a group like those of us in Africa who love to have servants that we are always sending. But we ourselves will not actually be on the ground. One time I was reading a, about one African nation. They were having a meeting with, I think, World Bank or so. And the minister who was in charge of the harbor, I mean, I don't know what the harbor was, maybe it's I don't know whether, what the name of that ministry was, but the harbor, the main port, was part of his work. Oh, yes. And they said he had not been there before. For eight years, he has been the minister in charge of it. He, has not, he doesn't know what is going on there. He doesn't know how it, how it even works. They don't know anything. Not, not Ghana, please. It's not Ghana. But just, it was a World Bank something. And then the other minister, the, the minister of uh, finance, they were discussing a major, he was sleeping. Not Ghana, please. I, I'm, I'm, and I mean that it's not Ghana. Don't, it's not uh, whatever for you to think that. I beg you, please. I don't beg you, I warn you. I warn you, yeah. Don't change my message. Yeah. But the minister of finance was asleep. Who oh, is? He was first asleep. When he woke up, uh, the, the uh, foreign person was saying, the World Bank man was saying something about the country. Then he woke up suddenly and said, our country is not a poor country. And then he went back to sleep again. <laughs> he just woke up to say, no, no, our country is not a poor country. Then he went back to sleep. Fantastic. But you see, poverty eh, is because we don't work with our own hands. Some of the roads that we were driving on, I suspect that they are recorded in our things that they are complete or they are completed. Mm. 
I suspect, I don't know. But you'd be surprised. And they find others. Oh, wow. So, learn to work with your own hands. Those of us who think money is just going to come to us. Those of you who think being in the ministry is uh, you are unemployed graduates, so you will come and work in the church and get money and so on. I don't know any harder working organization than our organization. It's not easy to prosper here unless you are ready to work very hard. Yeah. One day somebody came to work with us. He said, the person said that working here is like working in a bank. Yeah. Because you see in the bank they have targets. This, this. Before he realized you are a top man. So you've been laid off. Say, sorry, we don't need you again. Go and find another job. Oh, yes. So, working with your hands. All right? And then, are you still with me? I'm giving you keys of prosperity from Paul. Paul's keys to prosperity. Point number three. And I have showed you, the first point is I don't covet silver and gold. Don't have all those funny things in you. Okay? Don't have negative streams working in you. Number two, you yourselves know that these hands have labored. So, work with your own hand without delegating. One time I was on a, on a, on a uh, plane. I was sitting by a white man. He said to me, I am the managing director of a big bus company. And he was flying to an African country. I won't tell you the name of that African country. But the name of that African country begins with one of the alphabets. And he told me that I don't have a secretary. But my Ghanaian counterpart, everybody, they have secretary, this, this, pledge. I do everything myself. I don't know why. And he's an engineer. He goes to work and fix the buses. Oh, yes. <laughs> but our big bosses are receiving invoices and signing things, that's all. Like my, my chemistry teacher in a lecturer in university. You know, I did chemistry, eh? I did chemistry in first year. Uh, he had a term. He used to say, armchair chemist. Armchair chemist. Chemist, he said, we, we should, he doesn't want us to be armchair chemist. What do you mean by armchair chemist? It's like we are supposed to mix some things and get a reaction and measure and titrate and do and do the experiment and we did, obviously we didn't want to do the experiment because when you do it it doesn't work it never works he said no 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 i'm checking it. why you sit back and you just write things come and do the thing practically don't be an armchair chemist we have armchair pastors watching netflix from morning to evening and you want the church to grow watching movies you know, it's a common thing I've heard. Pastors. A number of them said, we just watch movies for more. They don't know how to be full-time. That's why we want people to be lay pastors for some time. Are you still around or you are leaving? I'm talking about offering now. You have showed you, I have showed you all these things that how so laboring you ought to support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So it's more blessed to give. So that was Paul's third principle of prosperity. First was, I don't covet people's silver. Number two, I work with my own hands. And principle number three, 
It's more blessed to give than to receive. I did not three points. Is it not three points that you want? How many points do you want? For the offering. How many points do you want? Three points. The first point is what? I don't covet anybody's gold or silver. Tell your neighbor, I don't need your bag. I don't need your shoes. I don't need your dress. I don't need anything that you, are, that you have. I don't need it by the grace. Ah, are you part of First Love? Is it a First Love church or you are visitors? I said, tell your neighbor, I said, I don't need your things. Number two, tell your neighbor, I work with my own hands. I don't send, send people. Oh, yes. Some people to make one cup of tea, they will send about five people. Somebody to get the hot water, somebody to get a tea bag, somebody to go and buy milk, somebody to go downstairs and bring sugar, somebody to find a teaspoon, and somebody to get a tea cup. Six people will be working. It's too much. It's too much. Tell your neighbor, it's too much, too much sending. Everybody say, I want a blessing. Today we are going to give an offering and the offering is going to bring a blessing. Everybody say, a blessing. A blessing. Do you want a blessing? I want a blessing. Now, blessings and curses are just amazing. Look at it. Look at the new Jerusalem in Revelation chapter 22. He said, in the midst of the street on either side of the river there was the river of life which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations wow imagine that do you see before the curse hit Ghana eh? before the curse hit Ghana and before, can I come down? Before the, curse, the, before the curse came to Ghana, and the curse came to Nigeria, and the curse came to America, and the curse came to Asia, before the curse, when you plant your seed, when you have a farm, you get your harvest that month. If you, yeah, if you plant in March, you get your harvest in March. Twelve different types of Harvest can come in just that first month. So then in April, another harvest comes. Yes. Then in May, another harvest comes. Look at, the, look at it. It says every month. He yields her fruit every month. You get fruit every month. What people don't understand is what the curse, effect of a curse. The curse said in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread. So when the earth was cursed, you will sweat like you work hard and you get very little. From the time the curse hit there, that's what the harvest is once a year. Oh yes. That's why we work the whole with a, a farm. You sow the seed. Once the harvest comes, the next month, like as we are in the north now, is dry season, no harvest, no nothing. It's for one year. That's how the whole world is now. Very hard. That's the effect of a castle. Has reduced the fruits and reduced the prosperity and reduced everything. Yeah. 
Instead of once a month, once a year, now you can, you, and, and, and it has affected medicine. It has affected law. It has affected carpentry. It has affected medicine work. You will work. Uh, I, mean, I don't know which work. You don't work uh, banking. It has affected pastors. It, you, you work, 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 work. IT, computers, working in England, working in America. You work and work and you get very little. Few people will ever have a house till they die. Few people will ever have a house. Few. No matter the choice of work. It was not like that. A curse has reduced everything to exactly what the curse said. You will sweat. I welcome you to this world. Have you seen why babies cry when they are born? How many have understood why babies cry as soon as they are born? They say, nah. It's not easy here. It's not easy here. Why are we here? No, the earth was beautiful. You see a hill full of fruits. I mean, in terms of fruit, like food, it just happens plenty. Every month. Oh, this one has come, then it goes, then the next month. Look at mangoes. You, you see mango tree, dead green, just green, no fruit. Next year is coming. Bad. All professions. Even arm robbery is difficult. Try to be an arm robber and say, very dangerous job. Politicians. They suffer. Yeah. Doctors. Doctors. Oh. It's one of the amen. You will suffer medical school. You will learn and learn and learn. When you finish, they will tell you, this is one of the best medical schools in the world, you know? And when you finish working here, learning here, you will be one of the whatever. You are this, this, that, and whatever. When you finish, they will ask you, where did you go to medical school? Say, Ghana. Ghana? Oh, okay. Uh, no further questions. Have you ever asked yourself, why don't the doctors visit Ghana every, those who have or medical school have been trained and they, why don't they, why are they not always around? Their families are here. Why don't they? One doctor visited one time, he said to me, I said, I, why are you so I have to leave tomorrow. I said, why? He said, my car is parked at the airport. When I was leaving America, my car is parked there and I paid somebody to work for me for three days. So I've paid. I have to go back. Otherwise, I'll have... I said, oh, but you've not, I said, I've not been here for 18 years. But I have to go, whatever. My mate. Oh, yes. Name the job. And you see that instead of 12 months of fruits. Huh? It's now once a year. Which means work, 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 work. And get something small. Now, why am I saying all this? Because the Bible is giving you a way to introduce a blessing into your work that you are doing. The work that already has a lot of curses. Yes. And what is the way? He said, it is more blessed to give. It is more blessed. This is one of Paul's principles. He gave. It's more blessed. When you give, it introduces a blessing. 
Oh, yes. It introduces a blessing into something that is very hard. Yeah. I, I promise you, look, I've been working, I've been working for since school. I've even been told that I'm supposed to retire, <laughs> go on pension <laughs> very soon. So I must have some experience. I'm telling you, work. It's not a small thing. It's not a small thing. No matter the work. No, that's why sometimes I see people who say, oh, I don't want to be in the ministry. I want to do this. I, I laugh in my head knowing that the work that they've chosen to do is equally once a year. Harvest. Oh, yes. Name the work. Name the work. And I bet with you, I'll give you five years. I'll give you ten years. But you have been here. You have been working. You know what I'm saying. Oh, because it's not true or true. True. How many years have you been working? 21 years. What I'm saying, is it true or it is partly true? 100% true. 100%? You have tried different types of works. Yes, I have. What are the different types, possible types? Of work that I have done? Yes. I have worked in advertising. Advertising? No, these are, he's an art student, so you may say words that you don't really know what it is, but yes. Mercy. I have worked in the bank. Bank? He's worked in a bank? In the bank, I did different things. Different things? I did corporate communications. At corporate communications? Treasury sales. Treasury sales? Consumer banking. Consumer banking? Oh, all these are the... What are all these? <laughs> different things. Yeah. Different. different things? I've worked in oil and gas. Oil and gas? I mean, that's high-sounding, oil and gas. <laughs> I've done different things there as well. So. Such as what? Um, trading. Trading? Trading what? Trading. Buying and selling oil. Buying and selling oil. I mean, is it cooking oil? No, at all. <laughs> Palm oil? No, at all. What oil? Um, crude oil, gas oil, gasoline. Crude oil? Gasoline? Yeah. Jet kerosene. What? Jet kerosene? You buy and sell? Yes, study. <laughs> wow! And what I'm saying about work that like you do a lot of work and you get very little is it like am I making it up in your opinion or it, is, it, is it real? Is it true? It's exactly that. Most work actually today the way most. No not most your experience. Yes my experience I mean you, you get told that you are working for a bonus which is once a year. Your salary is never really anything so if you are going to get anything of any significance it will be a bonus which will come once a year. Yeah. March, February, but yeah, so you know, you're just doing hand-to-mouth for the year, you know, you take transport, you buy petrol, you go and come out, and then you hope that at the end of the year, when the year comes, you will get a bonus, which is, which is helpful. And does it always come? No, there are years where you get zero. Yeah, and then you just continue again for another year and pray that after two, three, four years, there'll be a bonus and your life will come together. <laughs> hey! Once a year. Life is not a small life, oh. This world. The curse has affected even oil and gas. Yeah. So I am teaching you, I am telling you something. Eh? You must find a way to introduce a blessing into something that God. Do you know what God did to punish Adam? He cursed work. He cursed what? 
work. Yeah. He cursed work. Just work. That's why all jobs have that. That's why it is one of the wildest things, greatest things ever to have the privilege of doing something that you enjoy doing. Because on top of all that, many people work hard and don't enjoy what they are even doing. It's a, it's a, it's a drag to them. So today, I want to encourage you to introduce a blessing to your life and to your financial life by doing what? By giving. Because Paul said, Jesus said, it is more blessed or in other there will be more of a blessing in giving. So when we come to offering time or tithing, don't hold back because when you hold back, you are holding back something that can introduce some lightness or some change into the hand-to-mouth, as this man said. Do you see? Hand-to-mouth realities. That's the reality of every job. Yes, of every job. I heard one pastor saying he's 40-something years, so he doesn't know what he has. He doesn't know what he has. What he doesn't know is that almost all jobs have that. Friend, after 40 something, what do you have? What have you got and what do you, what do you have after doing this, that, and whatever? Yeah. So, it's more blessed to give. More blessed to give. Become a giver. Tell somebody, I want to become a giver. Yeah, become someone who has an open palm and be giving. Find opportunity. To be a blessing. Not only a blessing to your family. Not only what? Yes, not only a blessing to your family. Some of you are thinking of only your family. Oh, I've paid my uh, nephew's school fees. I've paid my uncle, my cousin's school, uh, whatever. My child's this. My uh, whatever that. That's, that's, that, is, that is providing for your family. Bible says that if a man does not provide for his own, he is worse than an infidel. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about giving away. Giving away. Give and it shall be given unto you. Give and it shall be given unto you. Give. It's rare to find a boss or a leader or a benevolent overseer. It's not common. It's not common. But God will lead you and bless you and cause favor to come into your direction. Favor that is beyond what you can earn. Beyond what a man can earn, anyone can get in this world. Whether in London, in UK, in America, or here, God will lead to that. And I see a great blessing. Learn it from now. And remember, we come from families. Different families don't give. Oh, yes. You know, one time I had one of my pastors and he was renting a house. And I, I was thinking, I was honored to advise him something. But I realized that, no, this guy, when I tell him, he will not listen to what I'm saying. He will not listen. You know, some people are not used to anything just going out of their hand. So, oh, yes. Oh, yes. The type of person who, when you gives you money to go and buy bread, he will collect the change. He will collect the change. They will calculate with you. Yes. It's cheaper here. It's cheaper here. Are you there or you are leaving? 
How many have two parents? Many of us. How many realize among your parents you prefer one to give you pocket money when you are going to school? Is it true or it's not true? One gives less and one gives more, isn't it? One is a calculator and one does not seem to be a calculator. That's what I mean. If you don't take care, you'll be a wild calculator and you never give. Yeah. So be relaxed so that people around you don't feel tense when it comes to money. Learn to be a giver no matter how little you have in your life. God will cause a change to come in this wild curse. The curse is too much. Curse is too much. As we've been driving through the different parts of the north, you just look and say, hey, it's not. And the heat, you will think that there's, there's a fire about um, 20 meters away. You will think that there's a fire. The heat. Yeah. And the ground is dry. And when it rains, it just goes off. It can't go down. Yes. Do you want a blessing? A blessing or a blessing? (laughs) Take your mighty seed. Eh? And introduce a blessing into your working life by giving and giving today, giving tomorrow, giving onwards. It's a blessing to your life. Trust me, it's a blessing. It's more blessed to give today than to receive. Father, which art in heaven, thank you and thank you. And thank you again for the opportunity that we have in you. An opportunity to give. And everyone watching also, an opportunity to give. Please bless our lives. Bless our financial lives. Bless our financial lives. Cause us, O Lord, to experience your goodness and for everyone who is watching cause us to experience your power in the name of Jesus we are asking oh God let there be a release Lord from this curse which have made harvest to come once a year we pray for your mercy that indeed two months in a year three months in a year Lord maybe even four months in a year there may be a release of your blessing that we may not live and die in hopelessness and in sorrow of heart disappointment and disillusionment thank you for blessing in Jesus name I pray Amen now take a piece of paper and want to break the curse of disillusionment. Do you understand what is disillusion? You, disillusion, please. Disillusion. Disillusion. This offering you are giving, eh, if you can write, I don't know, and add it to the offering, just write on a piece of paper. Disillusionment is broken in my life. In Jesus' name. What is the meaning of disillusionment? The people will know. 
Dictionary people. Disillusionment. Discouragement. Disappointment. Hopelessness. A feeling of disappointment akin to depression. That is close to depression. Are you watching? Disillusionment. Arising from the realization that something is not what it was expected or believed to be. Disillusionment. Add it to your offering. I know it's going to create. Actually, don't add it to the offering. I'll put a bucket here. So after you, you come and put it in. And I believe that as you throw that paper in to the offering bucket, your see, look at the meaning of the word. Though. Like disappointment. Huh? Arising from the realization that something is not what it was expected or believed to be. Ah. Possibly accompanied by philosophical angst from having one's beliefs challenged. Angst is a German word. Angst. Fear. Angst or worry. Fear or worry. Anyway, lift your offering. Father, I pray upon the curse of disillusionment and discouragement. My God, concerning every job, every aspiration that we have ever had in our lives, that indeed you save us from this disillusionment and discouragement. We ask for it, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. Amen and amen. All right. Put one of the big buckets here. Are they available? Is somebody bringing it? Does a bishop need to go get a bucket? Are there not people that are working to hear what I'm saying long ago? All right. Come and put your offering in the basket quickly. Don't put the paper in as well. I want you to put that in the bucket here. We are praying over that bucket. Alright? And that is going to be the end of it. Just put your offering in. Blessed offering in the name of Jesus. Remember, this is how to give. Please, most of you should be giving more, uh, more, more offerings. One zero five zero zero four one. Don't worry about the e-levy. It's not... If you are giving 20 CDs by Momo, how much is 1.5% of 20 CDs? Or does it affect you? Above 100 CDs. Okay, okay. That's not bad. Alright, so 100 CDs, 200 CDs, 200 CDs, 1.5% is how much? How much is 200? 1.5% of 200 CDs. Two CDs, I think, eh? or three CDs. Three cities. So with three cities. Three cities. Three cities. So if you give 200 cities, your tax that is going is three cities. Huh? Three cities. Yeah. It's not, it's not so much. Please. Don't let it make you stop using Momo to give offerings. Please. We need you to give more offering through the Momo. It's better because that one it goes direct. Amen. Hey, today everybody is giving cash. Or you are waving your phone at the thing. 
Are you using your phone? Or there's no cash on your phone? Hey. Lift your phone up. Let me pray for your phone. Father, let phones be loaded with money. Money. Loaded with money. I lift a barrier of 1,000. And I say the money will be above 1,000. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Receive this grace and miracle. In Jesus' name. Amen. Drop it and say the curse of disappointment and disillusionment is broken. In the name of Jesus. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. Disillusionment is broken. Place your offering and put your curse-breaking curse-breaking paper in this bucket. Just place it in. It's a prayer. And we are praying, Lord, let the curse of disappointment, huge shocks and disappointments be broken in the name of Jesus, Savior of the world. Okay, bring the buckets to me. Oh, yes. Everybody stretch your hand out. Let's pray over this. Father, we have written a statement that the curse of the disillusionment is broken. We pray that as we have put our prayer request before you, Lord, break that spirit of disillusionment in the system and in the church and let us experience a blessing that changes the way work turns out for us on this earth. We thank you for your great provision, your great blessing that has come into our lives. Now lift your two hands, everybody, and say, I receive a blessing into my life, into my work, into my financial situation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Put, join them together. Join them together. And I'm going to leave it on the altar for one week. By next Sunday, all these prayers you have prayed, you will see the beginning of a sign in your life. How many believe when God tells you something that it's true? The other day, God told me something and I was asking him the other day that it seems what you told me is not true. Then he showed me that it was true. <laughs> I was almost shy. Huh? God is wild though. Oh yes. God is doing great things. Amen. Bless them. Come and put them up. Uh-huh, yes, put it up on stage. Yes. How many would like your prayer request to be on the altar? Yes. At least for one week, your prayer is written, is in the church. And God is hearing your prayers. You've written a letter to God. We don't know where to post it, so we are posting it on stage. Right below the cross. Is it a blessing? Wonderful. Hallelujah. Oh, why? You're not happy to see me. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church today? Amen. You may be seated while it's 
the most exciting time of the service is time for the word of God. Can I have a little volume, please? And um, today we are welcoming back home our prophet, the evangelist from six towns and 23 nights of crusades. Amen. And we um, went to places which are difficult to pronounce. Why, why are you standing still now? You make me feel as if I'm closing. Please take your seat. And um, uh, uh, sometimes when I was bringing you a report, it was difficult to pronounce some of the names. Like the Nan Nan Pan something one. Yeah. Bunkurugu is not hard. And Chiripon and uh, Nalerigo and Saboba. And where else? I have mentioned Chiripon. Nan, that, that one is difficult for me. And Gushegu. Gushegu. And. Um, the gospel was preached by the grace of God. We, we get to join the crusades on live streaming now and to see what God is doing through our pastor and our prophet. Amen. And, um, you know, Paul says that in Romans chapter 15, verse 19, he says, With signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit, I have fully preached the gospel because the message of the gospel is not complete without signs and wonders. Amen. And at these crusades, the power, even watching from home, the power was evident. And we could see, for me, the amazing thing was the presence of God and the casting out of devils and the miracles on a nightly basis for 23 nights. You see, we preach, we are are pastors. And so we know what it means for God to show up. You know, if if the president of Ghana tells you that every time you preach, he will come and sit down. No matter the program, a small group, a Bible study, a fellowship, it's a very high thing for a great person to attend every time you preach. And for God himself to be so present so mightily and so powerfully every single night. And for every single pastor's conference was something else. And um, for me, I just feel blessed. When I was in primary school, every morning before school starts your parents come and drop you and we're always looking at which car your father brought to come and drop you and saying that did you see this person's car today this person's father's car today i never won that competition in school uh, by the grace of god but i was very proud to say you know many people outside our church even were always asking me that they are seeing the crusades and i was proud to say that's my father that's our pastor that's our prophet and that we want to say welcome home we want to say as a church we are proud of you we are proud of what god is using you to do and we are we are excited and um, if, if only the healing jesus campaign will be will be honest a few, I don't know if it was last week Sunday or the Sunday before they should try and say some of these things we beg them Uncle Prince because we sent a love offering from First Love Church out of when we looked at what God was doing when we watched the video as a church we came forward and we gave an offering to Healing Jesus we want to say that we are proud of you when we watch you on the TV we can tell people that's our pastor that's our church and the signs and the wonders that God did by the power of his Holy Spirit are a sign. The Bible says Jesus Christ was approved amongst you. And so the greatest approval that God can give is the showing of mighty signs and wonders. And so today we are excited that not only in Chiriponi and in Gushegu and in Nangpanduri, 
and in Saboba and in Bumburugu uh, uh, and in all these wonderful towns will God's power be shown but today I expect a miracle I expect a word from God I expect God to touch my life and I'm so excited to have my father back the prophet the pastor the great servant of God and if you are as excited as I am it's time to sing that nothing is impossible whether we are in East Legon or we are in Saboba whether we are in Mimpasem or we are in Chiriponi nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Lift your hands all over this place and let's sing in faith that we are trusting in His Word. Oh, hearken to the voice of God to me. share with you uh, a prophetic message called comfort ye my people 
Isaiah 40 and verse 1. Comfort ye my people. Isaiah 40 verse 1. And so, I want you to listen carefully. It's just a short message. And remember, Friday is Good Friday, so we are all trooping to the Independence Square by the grace. All these things are miracles because remember for the last two years, three or two, two years, we have not been able to just to gather, just to meet, just to go even in an open air place. So many things have happened in the world that prevent us. So for us to do all these things again at this time, we are grateful. Amen. I can see that your air conditioners are working. But I know only some of them are working half on. So at least it's not bad. That is a blessing. Okay. You know, all my life, I've never really preached in an air-conditioned church. All my churches are normal weather churches. So it's a modern thing. So I have to get used to it. <laughs> all right. All these modern things. Now, oh yes. <laughs> Isaiah 40, verse 1. The message is not what you may think it is. But <laughs> we start with this one. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received of the Lord's hand double for her sins. All right? Now, this is a double message. It says, Comfort my people. Comfort my people. Or speak comfortably to my people. Alright? And cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished. Alright? Now, as you can see, warfare must be accomplished in order to be comforted. There's going to have to be some war or some wars or some fighting before you can say you are comforted. That is the story of this world. That we have been brought into a world where there is a whole lot of agitation and negative thoughts and negative streams you know negative things which um, cause human beings to fight you know I don't know if you have at home the history channel but one day I was somewhere where those I don't have history channel but I was somewhere where they had a history channel and I was looking at watching it, history channel of the history of the world. Alright? And 
After a point, I was asking myself, is this a war channel? Because the history of the world is just wars. Fighting, 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 fighting. You see? And so you realize that we have entered and been brought into a world where there's a lot of conflict and fighting. And so war is something that is part of this world. Alright? Now, can you change that version, please? Change the version. Speak comfortably. Comfort you. Yeah. It says um, in, in um, another version. Alright? What does it say in the other version? Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed. All right? So there's going to be some hard service before you can speak tenderly and say, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Everything's okay now. All right? What does verse 1 say of this one? Isaiah 40, verse 1 and 2. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Okay? And then in verse 2, it says, speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed. So hard service is war. Okay? Change the version, please, to another version, another amazing version, and says, comfort my, comfort Oh, comfort my people, says your God. Speak kindly to Jerusalem and call out to her that her warfare has ended. All right, that the war has ended uh, and that her iniquity has been removed and that she has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Okay, do you have another version? Yet another version, yet another version, a living standard says, Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over for all her sins. Are you there? How many want God to speak comfortably or comforting words to you? Okay? But notice that before comforting words can be spoken to you, you must accomplish warfare. And you must learn to fight. This world you've been brought into is a hard world with devils. And many wars arise not by your intending a war to arise, but because people are provoked and inspired. Do you understand? Um, People are provoked and inspired, okay, to fight all the time. And they are... um, Provoked to fight because of the presence of 
devils. Revelations chapter 16. Turn with me to verse 13. It says, And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out. Many devils are like a type of animals, spirits, like frogs coming out of the mouth of another animal, which is the dragon or the dragon. All right? And out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Verse 14. For they are spirits of devils. They are spirits of what? Devils. The frog-like creatures were devils. Working miracles. Okay? Which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to do what? To gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. So the three devils gather people to fight. You and you fight. You and you fight. And please put the scripture and underline to gather them to the battle. You see, you haven't done anything physically to start a fight. But devils, one of the works of the devils is to gather people to fight. Alright? Lord, is it? To gather them. So these are, so underline for they are the spirits of devils. Okay? So that you see what devils do. They are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth to the kings of the earth to gather them to the battle. Do you see? Now, it's good maybe that we are having the Russian war now so you understand it. Like Ukraine is in their country. They are sitting there. Do you get it? And you've done nothing to start a war. You don't want to fight with anybody but then somebody comes to fight with you. And you really try to tell the person, don't fight. What is it? What is it? What? You want this place? Okay, here. You want this place? Okay, what's here? If you knew the story of Hitler, it was quite a similar thing that he did from 1938 in March. Then he said he marched into Austria, took over Austria. Then in September, he took over the um, south, uh, they call it the Zudetin lands of Czechoslovakia. Then in 1939, in March, again, he took the whole of Czechoslovakia. And then in 1939, September 1st, he took, entered Poland. So he started for two years, and each, each time he did something, when he took over Austria, they, they said, the Austrian people want him. They all speak German, so there was nothing. They just allowed. Then he did Czechoslovakia, and they also said nothing. All those things were just allowing. Then when they went to Poland, they said, no, that's too much. It's too much now. So then that started the war. And the world war starts because countries have got agreements. There's agreement between me and you, me and you, me and you, me and you. If I'm attacked, I'll come and help you. If you are attacked, I'll come and help you. So when you attack this country, which has an agreement with England, it means England has to come and fight. Those of you who did history, I didn't do history. I did biology, 
I did physics, I did chemistry, I haven't caused any uh, wars in the world by doing these things. All right? So, anyway. So, what I'm trying to say is that you, you are in your life. You see, you are going on in your life. And you, you, you haven't done anything to start a problem. And before you realize, somebody, somewhere, you get it, is starting something to pull you into a fight or a conflict which you don't want to be involved with or in. That's how this life is. And you will constantly meet people, all right, who are like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Am I in Ghana? Okay. It doesn't look like Ghana to me anymore. All right. Now, these are the spirits of devils. Look at that verse again. Going to gather them to the battle. So that means that you must be ready to fight and know how to fight in order to get to the point where you hear, comfort my people, comfort my people that your warfare is established, you accomplished, you did well, you've done well, you've suffered, you've been through, you've fought, and all that. Now, if you notice, okay, the countries in the world, or most of the countries in the world, have invested heavily in arms, so heavily in arms, that you even wonder why. But it is because they are students of history and they know that war just arises and you haven't done anything and they'll start fighting you. So have you noticed in this war, England is supplying weapons. You see, they have new generations of weapons that they've developed. They've never fought since 1945. They've been developing and changing them. I mean, all it's as if they're going to fight tomorrow. So they have handheld guns that can pull down a tank. They have missile blockers. They have missiles, typhoons. I mean, they have different, they have what they call kamikaze drones. A kamikaze drone is a suicide drone that it will fly into you and explode. Yes. You know, in the Second World War, the Japanese pilots flew their planes as bombs. So they, they were suicide bombers and they were called kamikaze planes. So they, they fly into the ship straight. It's not that they are trying to drop a bomb. They are flying to you. And they have thousands of them. Warfare. I mean, and it's well developed. Australians are sending, they said they want uh, special armored cars which, for, for the jungle. Australians are also sending. Everybody has made. Because they know that this world we are in, you have war arising where you have not intended to fight. So brothers and sisters, I want to teach you how to fight. Do you get what I'm saying? A war that you may never intend to fight, but you're going to have to learn how to fight. How many want to learn how to fight so that you have these words spoken to you? Comfort ye. Put my opening scripture there. Comfort ye my people. 
Alright? Beautiful. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished and that her iniquity is pardoned. So a Christian must learn to fight all the way through. When I was in medical school, I found out quite early that it was not about learning how to be a doctor, but about passing the exam. In fact, one time, one lecturer told me, pass your exam after you be a doctor. Because if you don't learn how to pass the exam, you can't ever be a doctor. And you may be a very good doctor, but you can't pass the exam. But the exam is also another whole warfare. And you need to know how to pass exams in the medical environment. Oh yes, I never failed an exam. I've never repeated, never referred, I never had a referred or in less than 50, any exam, the whole medical school and the whole university. Oh yes. <laughs> so I am saying to you that you must learn how to fight and learn what the fight is about. But before you can even be a normal Christian, you have to fight certain things. Otherwise, you, you, you will have, I love God, and God is so beautiful. I thank you, God, Jesus. I, I love you. I'm good. The, the, the kind of war that may have been declared on you, maybe it's even a sexual war. Oh, yes. Maybe it's a relationship war. Maybe it is a war of, I mean, contention or a financial war, some other kind of battle has been thrown on your life and you have to fight it and win it before you can even be a Christian and be lifting your hand. How I love you, Lord. Before you can start singing that song, How You Love the Lord, you better accomplish your warfare in various dimensions and crush your enemy. Amen. And then you will start to hear, comfort ye, my people. I'll just give you maybe two, three points, and then we are done for today. The first way to accomplish warfare in your life. Are you ready to learn how to fight? I've got about 27 different um, ways to fight. How many want to know different ways to fight? The enemy. How to attack. You can call this message how to attack Satan personally. Oh yes. How to attack Satan personally. How many would like to attack Satan personally? Oh yes. Because that is our enemy. Our enemy are devils. They are watching us. They are watching me. They are watching us all the time. They want us to do certain things. They don't want us to do certain things. They are trying to influence us directly, indirectly, directly, indirectly. And one of the ways is they start quarrels. They start battles. The three devils I read in Revelation 16, 40. They organize people to fight. So that is why, you see, even husbands and wives, the conflict is demonic many times. It's just demonic. You see that? Two people, you take a picture, they should be the happiest couple, but they are not the happiest couple. I just said, why? You even, you, how many realize some people, even the photograph, they look like they, I mean, it was a photograph made in heaven, this one and this one. 
the way they are, they look like that is what they should be, a beautiful couple. You'll be surprised. Go into it, ah, you'll find out that there's hell without a fire service. And they've been gathered to fight. They've been organized. And they are, this one is saying this, this one is saying this, one is saying this, one is saying this. And it doesn't even make sense. But it's going on. Does this Russian war make sense? You enter somebody's country, bomb, kill, bomb, kill, break down buildings, bomb, 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 move. One third of the country has moved out of the country. So you don't even know to what is, what is it, how is it going to be? It's amazing. But it's, it's, it's a good time to learn about war and how to win wars. All right? Are you ready to accomplish your warfare? So I'm going to give you how to fight Satan personally or how to accomplish a good warfare. All right? Until, until you hear the word, comfort ye my people. Well done. All right? So, number one, wage a long war. Decide to fight a long fight. The first thing is to decide to fight for a long time. Yes. Now, fighting for a long time is different from fighting for a short time. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 19. When thou shalt besiege a city for a long time in making war against it to take it, thou shalt not destroy the trees thereof by forcing an axe against them. For thou mayest eat of them, and thou shalt not cut them down. For the tree of the field is man's life to employ them in the siege. So here he's given an instruction of what to do when you have decided to fight for a long time. Fighting for a long time is different from fighting for a short time. Are you there? And we must respond to the enemy with a decision to fight for a long time. Yes. Yes. Are you, are you listening to me? Second Samuel chapter 3 verse 1. Now, there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. A what? A long war. Yes. And, but David waxed stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. Everybody say, a long war. You see, first of all, your mind must be oriented that Christianity is a long fight. It's not, I mean, just up to April. <laughs> things will be okay by June. No, 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 no. How many realize that the corona, it, it came, you, everybody thought it's one month, it's two months, it's three months, it's four months. Even now, it's, they are on it. More. But it is something that you have to decide, I am going to fight this for a long time. I will fight for a long time. Oh, yes. Hmm. Joshua 11, verse 18. And Joshua made war a long time. 
time with all these kings. He did what? He made war a long time with all those kings. So, I want you to know your war, whether it's financial, spiritual, against whatever devils or whatever style the enemy comes against you with. A person who is coming for a long fight is different from a person who is coming for a short fight. Even legally, if you are fighting something legally, you have to know there is a long, we are going to fight for a long time. For instance, you know, recently there was a, 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 one of these churches, um, the, the, somebody in the local church took away the building. Do you see? And they've been to court. I think now it's about um, 11 years or 10, how many years? 10 years, 16 years. Yeah. They've been on it. The church is headquarters in Nigeria. And then the, the local church here took over the band. Now, after 16 years, they fought and fought and fought and fought and fought in court. Up to appeal court, everything. They said, now bring, give them back their building because the church is from Nigeria. It's not from Ghana. It's their, their mission house. Give them the mission house. Give them the church. Give them the members. Give them the offering you have taken for the last 16 years. And the court has said, give everything back to them. You see, long war you must be ready to continue endlessly. Yes. If somebody come and say you've done it, you I know that you have not these people they will they will they will contend forever on the thing to ah to Supreme Court to anything. Oh fine, oh fine, oh fine, over. Oh yes. Oh yes. And you see, depending on how you are, the enemy will choose carefully that these people, let's not fight them because of the way they are. Oh, yes. A long war. You see, when Japanese came to bomb Pearl Harbor in 1939-41, when they came to bomb them, they they didn't know that America was prepared to fight with them for five years. Oh, yes, from that thing. They fought with them for five long years. They just, they, they brought in an enemy which is also some way. The Americans are really also some way. Really, really, really some way. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, when the enemy knows that it was not just going to be a one-month something, they also know you come ready and we'll go, we'll go to the end. That's why they know if they touch this war, it can easily turn into a world war. As soon as you touch the wrong note on this thing, it will turn into... If somebody drops a nuclear whatever, it will will change because they don't have any law of mercy or whatever. You did this to us, we will do this. I mean, we will do this to you. They invented what they call fire bombs eh? and they bombed Tokyo. With fire bombs. There's a bomb when it comes out. It sucks the oxygen. And it sucks the oxygen. And then causes a fire. To spread. And very hot. I mean the fire bomb Tokyo. Flattened the whole place. That responds to this one. And they fought with. 
island after island after island. Right up to the last one. Then they took a decision in August that we would drop the uh, atomic bomb. And they warned them, said, please, we, are, we have a new weapon. We are coming to drop it on you. If you wouldn't mind to resign, to stop. They said, no, 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 no. So then they dropped it. The first one. Even after the first one, they, went, they dropped the second one to show that we have more of the bombs. Oh, yes. You see, some of you, your fight with pornography, you thought it would be over in two months. Some of you, you thought it would be over when you marry. But when you marry, you realize that your wife is not behaving like the people in the movies. That she behaved like the people in the movies. <laughs> oh, yes. And that is why you are even discouraged because Satan, you felt that, oh, I'm going to overcome my last problems, do you see, by August. And then not knowing that, Charlie, it's on. And Satan has a plan for you for a long time. And you have a plan for a short time. And it's not helping you. So, having a mind. Luke chapter 8, verse 27. It says, and when he went forth to the land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time which had devils what long time the devils were on, on, on it for a long time when the Christians are on it for a short time oh yes one day some little children came to the office and I was asking my wife that, who are these children? I said, oh, an uncle's children who was 80-something years old. These are the, the babies of the, the person. I said, wow. So you realize that even by the age of 80, things are still working. <laughs> A long time. So when you are deciding to fight for your holiness for righteousness, for last free living, and you have a short, this thing that it's going to be over by a certain age, you've made a big mistake of your life. Yeah. Yes. Your welfare is not accomplished. Yes. One day I saw a 90 year old man had died. So, they said his children were coming. So I said, how old did this one? I said, 20. He's 20. So it means he was born when he was 70. Oh, yes. 18. It means he was 72. Oh, yes. I met a man 76 years old. He told me everything is working for me. Everything is working. He said, there's nothing that is not working in, in, in my life. You can ask my wife. 76. <laughs> 
Oh, yes. So you, you are 28. You are 26. 23. And you have a mind that, oh, I'll kill something. You will kill what? You are killing something that is disturbing you or making you watch films, movies with your phone, doing sexual things with boys and girls and whatever. At the age of 23, if you don't have a mind that this thing, eh, I'll be on it. Because I've seen that people are giving birth at the age of 90. It works at 90, 80. Ready at 80. <laughs> you know, it is thinking to yourself that, oh, I finished with this. That's what causes all the problems. The war that Russia then came to fight, they were expecting something quick. Yeah. You know, you know what an oncologist is? Oncologist is a cancer doctor. Yes. Now, cancer, you know, one one time I met an oncologist and I asked him that, the work you are doing, are you happy with yourself? I mean, are you happy with this job? Do you achieve much? And he told me something. He said, our aim as oncologists, one of our aims is to turn cancer into a chronic disease. Do you know what a chronic disease is? It's a disease that is there for a long time. But not to cure it. Because you can't easily cure it. But it is to turn it into a chronic, something that is just there that we are fighting. All these diseases, hypertension, diabetes, sickle cell, asthma, they are all chronic diseases. It's like management, 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 management. You'll be managing it, managing it, managing it. So it doesn't, you don't actually die from it, but you manage it. So he told me that the cancer, our aim is to turn it from a disease that would have killed you into a disease that is a chronic disease that you'll be treating this, doing this, doing this, doing this, and it turns into something. I said then, so that the people die from something else, not from the cancer. Like a car accident or some other thing, but the cancer, they know. You didn't die from it. That's their mind. To turn the thing into a long war. Yeah. Every person who has a short, and that's what sometimes people are struggling with cancer, is that his mind has finished with, I've killed, I've, I've killed it. But the oncologists themselves don't have that mind. They have a mind that we are turning it into a chronic thing, something that is there for years, and then we are on it. We bump here, we bump here, we give this, we give this, we give this, and the person is still in the system. Yeah. You see, you actually need such a mind for some of the problems you have. Some of the problems that you think are finished with boys. You finish with what? When we are here, you finish with us. <laughs> You say you finish with girls. Are girls, are you in the system or you are not in the system? How do you finish with girls? <laughs> we are here. Boys are here, girls are here. Even now, the videos and things that you have, I wouldn't be surprised if they invent a video where the person is in the film comes out of the thing and stands in front of you. I wouldn't be surprised. 
life. Before you realize they've invented something wilder than the ones we have. When the person comes out, stands there, and does whatever he's doing, and then goes back into the phone and disappears. You see, it sounds like magic today, but it's possible one day, it, it may be something that maybe 500 years from now, that is the technology. When you want to call somebody, you put a person on the phone, he passes through the phone and stands in front of you. Just as today, you stand, you see the person's picture, and he's talking to you, filly, filly. Very clear. That the person will come, no, that he'll come out of the phone, and he'll be standing there, oh, Charlie, how, how is it? And it's just a phone call, that I'm going back into the phone, I'll see you. I'm going back to Australia. And he passes through the line and goes, comes to Australia. Listen, we have wars, short wars and long wars. You heard of the six day war in Israel? Oh, yes. Six day. The Yom Kippur war, another short war. But the second world war, six years. Six years. 50 million people dead. Six years and six days. And that's why when they were reporting on the Russian war, they kept on saying, day four, day five, day six, day seven, because they were hoping for a short war, but now now they've stopped saying day whatever. (laughs) They say we are in the, whatever, sixth week or whatever. But they've stopped saying day one, day two, day three, because six-day war in Israel, Egypt, six-day war. It was just six days. One, two, three, four, five, six, then ceasefire. Because Israel was entering into Cairo. They said, we beg you, ceasefire. Okay, we won't come again. You attacked us first. So you have to decide. Financial wars, marital wars, relationship wars, your familiar sin, which the the enemy knows you are on it. Eh? Imagine your age now. How will it be when you are 40? thought of when you are 40 and they say life begins at 40 that means that the war begins at 40 it's not ending my experience from is that things have not ended almost every battle I had when I was in university is on it's still on if your mind is not that you are going for a long fight you don't fight well. The Russian soldiers, they were feeling cold. They were hungry. Oh, yes. They never thought it would. They, 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 I remember one time I watched the news. They said, a terrifying convoy, 40 miles long convoy, is approaching Kiev, the capital city. I've preached in Kiev. Terrifying convoy. Everybody was afraid. What are they coming to do? But you see, as you come like that, you need to get fuel. You know, even from here to here, the cars, the, this thing. So how to fill all the tanks. You get what I'm saying? How to provide food. How to do this. How to get food. So some Ukrainians gave food to some of the soldiers. Oh, yes. They died immediately. They died. It was poison. They gave them special, this thing. Uh, take away... Uh, 
muffins. They have a name for it. They, 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 they were full of poison. Oh, yeah. Two of them died on the spot. 28 of them were taken to intensive care. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hey! And they are on it. <laughs> Still fighting. So you have to prepare for a long war. Otherwise, the thing is taking too long and it will cause your defeat. In, 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 um, during the Second World War, when Russia, uh, Germany was invading Russia, they were not they thought it to be quick. But Russia is not a quick place. You cannot fight Russia quickly. You cannot fight Russia quickly. It's too far. It's too big. Yes. So they, they, are, they are clothes. They didn't have winter clothes. They didn't have, they were not expecting the winter. The petrol got frozen and in the tanks. They put fire under the cars to melt the petrol in the tanks. They didn't have winter clothes. Their feet were frost by the cut of the bones broken off. They started to eat the horses. They, had their, they took horses with them. They ate all the horses. They were, not, they were expecting that before December they would have finished with them. I can't finish like that. So anyone here who is expecting to finish with certain things by a certain time, I came to tell you that eh, reorganize your mind. The devil has a long... The devil has been around. He doesn't have any work. You are his work. You are his work. His work is to oppose you. His work is to oppose you. Hmm. All right. Now, number two. Demolish Satan's home base. How can you demolish Satan's personal house? Yes. Demolish Satan's house. Now, why is it important to demolish Satan's house? Because... Are you there? Anybody who is dehoused is unstable because he doesn't have a home. So demolish Satan's house, his personal house. Hey, pastor, how can I find Satan's personal house? I'm going to show you. Oh, yes. I'll show you how to find his house and do something in the house and then dash. Yeah. You see, during the war, one of the things that they did was attack the houses. There was a man called Bomba Harris. He bombed the houses and he said, I am not interested in industrial targets. I want the homes of the people. So he flattened the whole of Germany with his bombs. And what it means is that the people who go to work to make bombs and they don't have any house to go to again. So it affects them. So every Christian must learn how to personally go to Satan's house and bomb the place and then retreat. How many want to know how to do that in your life? Do you want me to show you? It is in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. It says, And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell, Satan's house gate, shall not 
prevail against it. So, building the church, okay, is a demolition attack on Satan's personal house. When you build the church, it's a demolition attack on the gate of Satan's home. Yes. This is what people don't realize that when you build the church, you have actually entered Satan's personal house and demolished the gates. Enter the compound and then you've retreated. So you demolish Satan's gate. That is why building the church is the most significant personal thing you can do against Satan than any other thing you can ever do to build the church. Yeah. When you see our missionaries to cater to Agbozome, I mean, not our missionaries, the white people who came to Ghana, the most significant thing they did in the Volta region was not even their prayers. They built a church. And that is where we have EP Church and all those churches you would think that as a place where they are so much into all these other things, the building of the church was the demolition of Satan's house gate. And you see that all oh, so many churches, if you take the Volta region, it's, I mean, it's like a Christian zone. Oh, yes. It's the most significant work you can do against Satan personally. Is to build the church. He says, I will build my church and the gates. So it means that the gates go down when you build the church. That's why I encourage people to build churches. All these community churches that we are building, we find out, you see, all in many places, you see, in Ghana, if you, if you are in the air, you look down, you see on the roads, then there's a, a, a small settlement. Then you go, then there's another small settlement. We don't have everybody together. It's spread out. So all these churches we are building is the most significant anti-satanic personalized attack of invasion. Oh yes. And that is why Satan hates it for us to build it. He wants us to build a school or a hospital or do an NGO or to make water supply or to connect electricity or to do a, 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 a university or do something else other than the church. He wants people not to be involved in building the church. And that's why I encourage all of you be involved in building the church, soul winning, winning members, bringing people to church and building up the church, following up people, helping to build the spiritual church and also the physical church buildings. All this is a personal, very, very personal attack on Satan. Yeah, there's nothing more personal that you can do that he hates. I would say if Satan hates one thing, it's the church building. Oh, yes. To have an impact in a nation. Look at Presby, Methodist, Anglican, Catholic, Hall. You go round, round, round. You see the church that they built. You may say, oh, do they have anointing? Do they have this? Do they have that? Look, they, 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 they virtually possess the whole nation. They possess the It's such an anti-satanic uh, uh, a move so personal. You come to somebody else, you break his gate. You've broken the gate. 
and of course part of the wall of course the gate is connected to the wall do you want to do something to enter Satan and, and take him on you see how, how many have wondered why the Ukrainians don't go and bomb Russia also have you wondered why I wonder why they don't also go there or send some missiles there today anyway I'm showing you to send some missiles certain things that he's getting you eh? he's going to pepper you and finish you off eh? Eh? <laughs> are you listening to me I am, I'm, you see this one I'm giving you a movie how to take Satan personally you eh? I, will feed, I will show you something I was talking to one of my young pastors in Bunkurugu. He told me, Bishop, I can build 24 of those buildings around this whole area. 24. When he said it, it struck a note in my heart. I said, God bless you. This is something an anti Satan. I said, when we are dead and gone, you can't remove those buildings. Oh yes. You can never say that whole place belongs to any religion because it doesn't. Truly it doesn't. Genuinely. Oh yes. When they say Ghana is 70 something percent Christian, it's true. I can see that the churches we are building, the churches that have been built, they have an effect. The souls that you see, the souls here, thousands of people here in the service, it really pains them. It really pains the devil. So everyone who is building, we are going to increase from 500, our goal of 500 to 1,000. Some people must build 10 of these churches, 20 of them. Different, when I went to the north, I couldn't even see them. I said, but where are our churches? I was looking, I said, there is, compared to the vast expanse of the north part of Ghana, there's almost nothing, even though we've built a lot. Oh, yes. And we are ready to build for a long time. You know, every time I've started the ministry, I have I had my mind for a long time. When I started healing Jesus Crusade, I said, eh, whether if even if people don't come, I will never stop doing it. Before I started, I said I will do the crusade and I will never stop. Even if people don't attend. Because I know I've not had a crusade before and I have not seen that anybody has attended before. So I don't know if somebody will come. I decided that I said this thing eh, I will never stop I will do it ah, I will never stop doing it yes I know yeah. a long war a long war and when God showed me the Holy Spirit told me he said, I will show you how to attack Satan personally he was, he was telling me I'm coming to revenge the next one is how to revenge yes he said if I, I want to Take Satan on personally. I should build a church. I said, wow. Why build a church? I said, because when you build a church, you demolish the gate. You demolish the entrance to his house. Which is the most insulting thing you can do. <laughs> Receive grace to be building churches and smashing Satan down. And you see, it weakens the devils that are fighting you. Because, uh, you see, when you attack somebody, he has to think about defending himself. 
Not you always thinking of how many are tired of defending, defending, defending. Every time you are fighting something, but fighting to overcome something. Let's put Satan now. Let him let him feel a personal devastation coming from just you. Instead of just thinking about your own life, instead of just concerned about your own finances, your own business, your own whatever. Think about God's house and how to make God's house more glorious and wonderful. And see what will happen. Even the anti-satanic measure that it creates. You'll be surprised. Oh yes. Oh yes. Since I started to put my hand to build churches for God from Kolegono, I've never lacked what to do and what to eat and what to have. That's when I lost count of uh, Laboring and getting sweat, sweating. I don't sweat to eat. No. Because there's a supernatural involvement in my life. Oh, yes. I don't sweat to buy corned beef. Originally, I was sweating for corned beef. But today, by the grace, by the grace, when it comes to corned beef, I'll be there. Beautiful. Number three, revenge. Revenge is the one that is... How many want to confess that sometimes when you watch a movie, you are waiting for the revenge part? Huh? And then you want them to kill him slowly, isn't it? Tell the truth, isn't it? You see, that thing is actually a godly thing in you to avenge evil. Yes, there's something in you that wants to avenge. You know, and you'll be surprised that God... It's also into revenging. Oh, yes. Hey, Mr. Man, what are you saying? I'm saying Bible. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God. So the pulling down of strongholds. How many are excited I'm teaching you how to revenge? I'm teaching you how to fight. I'm saying, have a mind to have a very long fight. <laughs> Some people see that they thought we would fight for a short time. We are ready for 11 years of fighting. We are ready for 17 years. We are ready to pay lawyers. We have more lawyers. Ready. We want to fight for a long time. We never stop. Never. Oh. We never stop. By the grace. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Never. Oh yes. That's the right way. That's the right way. We'll be on it. Long war. Now revenge. Are you ready for revenge? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God. Are you ready for revenge? Verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that is not itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Are you ready for revenge? Verse 6. Having in a readiness to what? Revenge. To revenge all obedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So we must now become avengers. Now, how to become an avenger? Is by your obedience to God. When you are obedient to God, it avenges you and brings 
strong revenge on Satan. Look at the verse. Beautiful verse. Having in the readiness to revenge. You see, you revenge on what? How many are realized Satan has done some bad things to you that are too bad to even say in church? Tell your neighbor, tell some bad things that are too bad. I can't even say what Satan has done against me. It's just too bad. Now, this is how to revenge you. Are you ready to revenge? Oh, I learned this one from Benny Hinn. He said, revenge by obedience. Obedience to God is your way of revenge. Every time you're obeying something God said, you are, you are, you are revenging on something. And it's very painful to devils when they meet an obedient man. When they meet an obedient man or an obedient woman. Ah, it's something horrible to Satan. Is that he's, you are uncontrolled by the devil or by circumstances. You are only controlled by God. It, it is an anti-satanic revenge. Now look at your life. Look at where you are. Is it not time to re- take some revenge or look at some of the situations and things you've been through? Why don't you now sit down and see what has God told you to do? What has God said you should do? Are you listening? What are some of the things God has told you to do? You know, when we're having the crusades and I pray for the sick, God told me, when you have your crusade, at the beginning, he said, pray for the sick. Lay hands, pray for them. That's why I pray for them. Oh, yes. I pray for, I say, if it's one hour, I'll lay hands on them. Because I, I felt that God wanted me to do that. Before we started the crusade. Oh, yes. When God tells you to do something, just do it. Do it. It's your revenge. It's your revenge. But there, you see, we are, not, we are not watching Rambo film or somewhere you can take a knife and go and kill somebody. No, no, no. Our way of revenging is by obeying God. He says, you revenge the disobedience that has been done against you by becoming obedient to God. What has God called you to do? What has God told you to do? Take your revenge on what the devil has done to your life by becoming absolutely obedient and completely uninfluenced by circumstances or anybody or any voice other than God's voice in your life. You see, how God revenged on what Satan did to us by having Jesus who was completely obedient to God. He had no, you cannot influence him. You cannot make him do this or that. He will not go left, go right, or that. My father sent me. So I said, what I see my father do, that's what I do. I don't do nothing. When Satan was trying to influence him, you know, bow down, do this. Hey, don't even start. Don't even start. Get off, get off. He completely obedient to his father. Even if you give him bread, which is, I mean, I don't see what's wrong with me. Michael Jackson's song, uh, um, God has shown us by turning stones to bread. It's actually in his song. Because you see, if you don't think deeply, you will ask yourself, what is wrong with turning stones to bread when you are hungry? After all, Jesus multiplied bread when they were hungry. So it doesn't really look like something really evil. But once it comes from you, eh, I will never do it. If it's not God telling me I will not do it, I don't want to do it. I want to be only doing what God has told me to do. 
I'm living my life doing what God says I should do. I don't care about politics, money, this, that, whatever. Importance is nice. People like, people don't like. I do what God says. And I'm doing what God tells me to do. And that is your way to revenge on Satan's wickedness to your life. How is, and how many realize that Satan is wicked? There was a man, he said, he told me, a big pastor, he said, one time he saw him naked walking under a gutter in Kenya. And the pastor was telling me the life story of that man of God. And how he ended up under the gutter there. And when he was telling me the story, I, I saw that look. What Satan has in mind for you, eh? You don't have an idea. The wickedness that Satan has for you. Do you get what I'm saying? You don't have an idea. What he would like to do to you if he gets a, a free hand to just finish you off. You'll be shocked. It's time for us to take our revenge on Satan by demolishing his personal house. <laughs> demolishing what? His personal house by building. By deciding to fight a long very long fight. We'll be on it. Is it last? No problem. Tell the devil I'm on it. I'm, I'm, I'm gauging to 70. Between 70 and 80, I'll, I will relax. Around what? 75. And how old are you now? 23. You are now 35. No problem. We are on it. Oh, yes. We are on it. Seriously. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then we are ready to take our revenge. Oh, yes. Are you still around or you are leaving? Finally, I said I was going to give you three points, but I'll give you four. How to wipe out, how to wipe out Satan. Like to just wipe him out. Yes. How many want to know how to just like erase, eraser? This is what we call eraser. Shut up. I've shown you how to revenge. I've shown you how to demolish his house. I've shown you how to have a long war. Yeah, because the long war, people who are fighting for a long war, are different from those who are fighting short wars. Now I'm coming to wipe out. Wipe out Satan's presence and influence eh? by a major counter strike that wipes out the effects of Satan's intrusions into your life. I should take it again. Wipe out the attacks of Satan. Are you there? Of Satan's presence and influence. You see, when Satan attacks you, it, it causes a certain feeling. Are you there? And Satan brings darkness. So you have to learn how to wipe out the effect of the smelly thing that he has brought on you. How many realize that sometimes a smell has come on you because of what Satan has done in your life? Yes. Now, 
John chapter 1 and verse 5. I hope you are believing this is a prophetic message. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehendeth it not. Beautiful. You see, as soon as you put on light, wipe out the darkness instantly. It's gone forever. (laughs) I told you there was a way to wipe him out. You see, all these things are in the Bible. Darkness will be there. As soon as you put on the light, it's gone. Beautiful. And there are 27 moves I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you. 27 of these moves. This is just the fourth move. Wipe out the darkness. Put on the light. Have you seen light come on and darkness? Yeah. From the where you are going. You are going with all your things. You are gone. You are going. You are wiping. You are being wiped out. Now I'm going to show you a special wipeout. Are you ready for a special wipeout? Shut up. John chapter 8. And we are ending with this one. Early in the morning, he came to the temple. And the, and the scribes brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. This was a sexy lady. Huh? <laughs> she was into sexicals. Wow. Tell your neighbor, are you are one of these adulterous women. Huh? Now, when they had set her in the midst, they put her in the middle. Are you watching? Are you watching? I'm showing about a wipeout. We are talking of wipeout. Whenever you hear the word light, you know, it means that something is going. <laughs> they put her in the midst. And they said, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. We made her dress. Otherwise, she would not be wearing clothes. We made her dress. Verse 5. Now Moses in the law commanded that such a woman should be stoned. What says thou? And this they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger and wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking, because he, was, he didn't want to answer them. He didn't want to answer them. So they continued asking him and lifted up himself and he said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast first a stone at her. No problem. You start throwing the stones. I'll be here. And again, he stooped down to wait for them to be throwing stones and rose on the ground. Then they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, what they were all fornicators. All. Huh? <laughs> Can I tell you a story? I have, I have some stories to tell you. Oh, Yes. They were all convicted by their own conscience. They went out one by one, beginning at the elders, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman was standing in the midst. Then Jesus lifted up himself and saw none but the woman. And he said unto her, Woman, where are thine accusers? Where are, they? where are the guys? Where are the guys? They don't, they don't go condemn you again. Hath no man condemned you? She said, Charlie, no man, no man, they will condemn you. <laughs> and Jesus said, I don't go to condemn you. Every time I go condemn you, cry, Charlie, make you go. <laughs> go and say no more. Okay. 
Now look at verse 12. Look at that. Then Jesus spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. You see, I am the wiper out of issues. I'm the wiper out. I'm the light of the world. He that follows me, you know, he that can forgive and follow me eh, shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Oh, yes. You see, forgiveness is, forgiveness and, uh, what do you say when you say play on? I mean, graciousness and not yellow card. I mean, just Allah. It's okay. Play on. It's a light. You see, you, you say you are in church lifting up your hand. Very bad girl. Eh? Very bad boy. You know, or you don't know yourself. Should I reveal your cards? Should I reveal your cards? Look at you in the church, lifting your hands, praying and singing like, I mean, as if you were an angel. Look at some of the people upstairs, as if you are angels. You know what you were doing last night before you even came here today. Some people even have a boyfriend waiting for them after church. And you keep checking your time to see whether the time is up. Some are bleeding from abortion you have done this week's abortion. And you are in church lifting up your hands. Holy hands, oh Jesus. Holy hands, oh Jesus. Jesus has forgiven you and said, play on in the church. Lift your hands and worship. That's how come some of us here are pastors. Some of us are able to serve the Lord. It's because Jesus is the light of the world and the forgiveness has wiped out the whole system. That's has wiped out the whole thing. It has, it's a wipeout attack on what Satan has done against you. There is a wiping, wiped out with the light of forgiveness. I am the light of the world. And he that follows me shall not walk in darkness. If Russia will forgive Ukraine, or Ukraine will forgive Russia, that would be, Russia will say, I've forgiven you. Ukraine says, we have also forgiven you. Suddenly, the demonic thing that is going on will just end and it will be wiped out like magic. Yes. So, wipe out satanic attacks by the power of forgiveness in the order of Jesus' forgiveness. A pardon and mercy will make justification to exist just as if it never happened. Jesus was the light of the world. He said he was the light of the world when he absolutely forgave the sinful woman and allowed her to go and sin no more. Satan's darkness is neutralized by shining huge lights of love and forgiveness. The devil does not understand or like light at all. Forgiveness, mercy, and being asked to play on is the greatest light ever shown to a dark and sinful world of wicked men who deserve only judgment. The light of forgiveness. When darkness is entering your marriage, forgiveness. And it also. It's okay. 
be whatever you want to be, do whatever you want to do. So, we are learned to, number one, take on Satan. When he attacks, you say, welcome for me. I'm here to fight you for a very, very long time. I just want you to know that. I'll be 40, I'll be fighting you. I'll be 50, I'll be fighting I'll be 60, I'll be fighting Even 70, I'll be, I'll be on your case. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm determined to build churches. Till my last day, I'll be building churches. There should be some uncompleted church buildings when I die. Oh, yes. Projects. Number two, I've taught you how to demolish Satan's house personally, his personal home. Yes, breaking the gate. Ah, somebody's even saying door, the front door. Charlie, the, the man must be strong to come and break your door. Number three is to do what? Revenge. Oh, yeah, that one is sweet. How many want for sweet revenge? This time it is you doing something, not Satan doing something, then you'll be defending yourself. And number four, wipe out the darkness with what? Light. Light. And Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He told the woman, look at, look at verse 11. Look at John 8 verse 11. Look at John 8 verse 11. She said, no man. And the Lord said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. That is verse 11. Now look at verse 12. The next verse. The next verse is what? Then Jesus spake again unto the same people saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. Some of you, your, your life, darkness has come into your life because of you've been hurt. Yes. You are a changed person because of your hurt. Some of you can't even be happy. You can't marry. You can't even enjoy life because you are hurt. But if you forgive and you pass it on, a light will come and all the evil influence that has been done to you by a man, by a woman, by a person, light will come into your life and you'll be as though you are the happiest person in the world and all the darkness will vanish away and the effect of what Satan has done to you, to your life, wiped away. How many have met a man who did something bad to you? Huh? A wicked man. No, nobody in the church. Okay, so I think I'm, I think I'm in uh, Thailand. How many have met somebody who's hurt you? Yes. When the person hurt you, what happened? Darkness came into your life. Yes. How many want the darkness to go away and light to come? Forgive. Yes. Receive the grace of God. And it's going to wipe out. You'll be as though you've never done or seen anything. That's why some people ask me, so, uh, when you have all these orangus and all this, how are you able to whatever? You have to do it. You have to flow. Trust people and flow as if it has never happened before. And we'll see what will happen. You just have to flow and trust as if it's never happened before. And a new light is coming. Pardon and mercy. It brings light and drives away darkness. Stand to your feet, everyone. Beautiful. Every standing. 
Now, demons want to take you to hell, isn't it? But Jesus is saying, I forgive you. Come, come to me. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you are here today and you know you are a sinner, but today Jesus is saying to you, I forgive you. I wash away your sins and I'll make you a new person. Immediately, the wickedness and the darkness of your life is changing because God is stretching his hands towards you and is forgiving you for all your sins. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today and you want to take Jesus Christ as your savior, you want your sins to be washed away. Huh? And all the darkness is going to go and Satan's work in your life is going to be neutralized. If you are here like that, pastor, pray with me. I want my sins to be forgiven. Help me to know God today. If you are here like that, lift up just your right hand like this. Lift your right hand like this and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Just lift it up high. Where you are standing, just lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want God to say, play on. I forgive you. I wash away your sins. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Then your hand must be up. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see all your hands. God bless you. Forgiveness. Today is a night. Today is a day of forgiveness. Tonight is a night of forgiveness. Today is a day of forgiveness. If you want this forgiveness and washing of your sins, then your hand must be up. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted your hand like this, uh, if you've lifted your hand, with your hand still lifted up like that, I want you to come to me. Come to me from where you are standing. Come from upstairs. Come from the back. Come from the side. Just with your hand lifted up. But hold your bag, please. Hold your bag or your Bible or your phone. And come with your hand lifted up. Come. Come. Come from the side. Come from upstairs. Come from the back. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come. I want to pray with you. God wants to save you. God wants to do something for you. Come. Come from wherever you are. God says, I forgive you. I forgive you. I wash you. Today, come to the Lord. Here. This is your last chance. If you don't come, 
you may die and go to hell and I don't know when you are going to die I'm giving you a last opportunity if you are not here Jesus is saying today he sent me to tell you he wants to forgive you but you must repent and you must come I'm giving you a last chance if you are here tonight, today you want to give your heart to God you want to say Jesus forgive me for all my ways and my sins I'm giving you the last chance lift your hand and come now this is your last opportunity come on Upstairs quickly, clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Come right into that mercy seat where Jesus. I'm waiting for you. Come on. Come on. His grace will be your cover. His So many people still coming, still coming. Lift your hands in front here. Lift your hands in front here. Say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus. I can't hear. Let's all join to encourage them. Say, Jesus. Thank you for today. Please forgive me for my sins. I give my life to you. I give my heart to you. Lord Jesus. I am a sinner. I am a dirty sinner. Today, I confess all my sins, my wicked ways to you, Lord Jesus. Change my heart. Everybody say, change my heart. Come into my heart. Change me. Make me a new person. From today, say from today, I give my heart to Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. My name is mention your name, your, your full name. Mention your name. My name is please write this name in the book of life right now. Lord Jesus, write my name. Say it again. Write my name in the book of life today. Today. Thank you for writing my name. Now lift only your left hand like this. Just your left hand like this. 
close your eyes now say after me satan i can't hear you say satan listen carefully from today i bind you in the name of jesus i cast you out in the name of jesus i reject you in the name of jesus i am a child of god i am born again i am a follower of jesus in jesus name now lift your two hands your two hands like this which means i surrender all your two hands like this means i surrender all say jesus i surrender all to you thank you for saving me today i love you wave your hand everybody wave your hand say jesus i love you i thank you i am your follower i am your child thank you for changing me today in jesus name i pray amen amen and amen and amen and amen hallelujah now god bless you clap for yourselves clap for yourself this is a very important time of salvation lift your hand say i am born again i am a child of god from today amen now listen all of you all of you here eh? next this coming friday we are going to church at uh, independence square how many of you will be there how many of you will be there independence square this one's not independence so it is church good friday 3 p.m eh? is it three or two three three p.m oh yes three p.m and are you listening and then next sunday we are here for church everybody is coming here sunday easter sunday will you be here satan doesn't want you to come so i'm telling you in advance satan doesn't want you to come so i'm telling you in advance okay young man (laughs) all right so your life will never be the same say my life my life will never be the same again jesus has saved me jesus has changed me jesus has done wonderful things for me lift your two hands say i love jesus say i surrender all to jesus christ amen amen and amen so god bless you so now they are going to give you one of my books as a present you see the follow me sign all right you go and follow the follow me after you follow the follow me you come back will you come back after following the follow me and you come back here and then we are here and then we are closing amen from now you are church member. anybody who asks you what is your church say first love church first love center that's my church clap for jesus clap for jesus wonderful so follow the follow me follow the follow me follow the follow me lift it high lift it high so that we can see the follow me what a blessing oh clap for all these wonderful souls that are saved are you excited about the souls saved for jesus wow amazing amazing wow oh clap for these amazing souls that are saved today that's a whole crowd of souls (laughs) 
clap for Jesus we are building the church and Satan is very 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 sad his house is being demolished hey how many realize that we are demolishing Satan's front garden and we leave one bomb in the garden and, and, and move take your holy communion take your holy communion let's pray for healing we just had salvation now we are having healing oh yes take heed this is my body which was broken for you drink this is my blood which was shed for you whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life lift up the bread for my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed That is necessary 
for you to receive those words comfort ye, comfort ye my people for your welfare is established, is accomplished may you fight with grace, with ease for years and years and years of fighting till it's over receive the grace for a long war in the name of Jesus Christ the Savior of the world receive the grace to build churches that you may be found demolishing Satan's gate many times over in front of his nose now receive grace to revenge everything that has been done against you by the power of God I declare you are an avenger an avenger through your obedience receive grace to be obedient and avenge the enemy and finally may the light of pardons forgivenesses mercies graciousness be found in your life may certain dark shadows and dark clouds vanish of your life by the light of the Lord in your life receive light receive forgiveness receive healing receive the blessing the Lord lift up his face and the Lord make his face shine on you and bless you that there may be found in you no darkness at all whatsoever even as it was said of Jesus I find no fault in him at all may be said of you when Satan looks in your direction because of the blood and the mercy of God may it be said I find no fault in him or her at all receive this blessing receive this grace in the name of Jesus Christ Amen God bless you you may be seated God bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today For more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.